cold in here. It's cold in my basement all the time. It's a basement. Yeah. Even in summer, it's cold, which is nice. But in winter, it's just frigid. It was 82 in my office on Tuesday. Interesting. 82 degrees. And then the facilities people came in. They looked at the thermostat. They said, okay, it's working. I was like, what? Howdy, it's Thursday, December 16th, 2021, and this is episode 163 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Aska, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? The November data comes out today after we record. <laughs> I think we have to live stream our reaction on Twitch. That sounds good. Do you know exactly when it comes out? I think it's around one, but I'm not sure. Mm. Yeah, we could do it. I mean, we can just make this episode go two hours. Mm -hmm. I'll skip my work thing that I'm supposed to do at one o'clock. I'm supposed exactly. to, to run a workshop. I just will skip it. I'll just not log back into work like I'm supposed to do. And if anybody asks, we can just say it was an emergency. November gambling revenue data came out. That's right. You have to understand. Yes. So yeah, just so the people know, and yet another afternoon episode getting into a groove. Is this three in a row? I think so. How about that? I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how I feel about drinking coffee during an episode. Yeah, it is a, a bit different, but it certainly makes my evenings more relaxed, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Also, another huge announcement. I know that our marketing people are going to be angry for me for announcing this, but there will be no Boardwalk Empire today at the end, so people who are only waiting for that can drop now. <laughs> <laughs> and we've lost yep. zero listeners. <laughs> we actually gained listeners somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, sweet. <laughs> We're actually not going to talk about Boardwalk Empire today? That's great. So what happened in 1863, Greg? Uh, the Seaside Hotel was built on Pennsylvania Avenue between the beach and Pacific Avenues. I, I guess closer to Pacific because AtlanticCityExperience.org said that it moved 800 feet closer to the ocean in 1890. Uh, so I, I guess the boardwalk happened and all the activity moved from Pacific, which we know is still there today. Beautiful Pacific Avenue closer to the Atlantic than Atlantic Avenue, which always makes me chuckle. Once people were starting to go to the boardwalk, every, everybody needed to be closer to the boardwalk. Indeed. So they built a newer tower closer to the boardwalk. I guess there was an older wooden structure. In 1960, they demolished the older wooden section and replaced it with motel rooms, as you do, because it was the motel craze. And then it still was there until 1982, which is kind of crazy. It was still in operation as the Seaside Hotel and Motel. One weird thing that AtlanticCityExperience.org said is that near the end of its life, its proprietor was listed as Resorts Hotel and Casino. Hey, you know, it's like Carl Icahn owning uh, like the Chelsea Annex or whatever and just throwing some players in there, especially especially before the walkway was built. Oh. The beautiful Chelsea Annex. Resorts was like, oh, we have you a comp room, but it's at the Seaside Hotel. I don't even think you can get an annex room anymore. I think that you can end up in the annex. That is oh, really? what I've heard, and that's why I'm always nervous to book the Chelsea Tower. Ooh. It would be good, though. I think we need to try. Uh, I don't know. We can talk more about that later. Okay. What about 1963? <laughs> Do you want to get According into the to sadness? According to episode sponsor, www.usdeadlyevents.com. 
<laughs> yeah, that was a little bit grim. <laughs> 25 people died when the Surfside Hotel, which is not the Seaside Hotel that we just talked about, caught fire the morning of November 18th. I didn't know what I was getting into when I went to usdeadlyevents.com, <laughs> and then it was all about death, and it was very upsetting. So during the high season, uh, the building was a hotel, but in the winter, it was basically a senior citizen's home. So, yes, November, obviously not the high season in Atlantic City. So according to the National Fire Protection Association, the old five-story wooden hotel was a nightmare of fire protection inadequacies. Although licensed and approved for occupancy, since it met existing state safety laws, can't believe that New Jersey would have lax safety laws. Partial detection system did not operate until the entire building was almost untenable. There was no enclosed stairway for a safe exit. The guests were old and did not respond quickly in emergencies. The fire spread to five other buildings on Maryland Ave near the boardwalk, and uh, Thomas Mack, surely, who the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas is named after. <laughs> Tying it around to Las Vegas, perfect. Yes, a 26-year-old formal mental patient confessed to setting the fire, but a grand jury did not indict him. The prosecutor said the investigation remained open, so presumably it still does not remain open to this day, given that this was 1963. But... <laughs> yeah, uh, the coldest of cold cases. Yes. The Thomas and Mack Center, bet you didn't know, was named after an, an arsonist and former mental patient. <laughs> now, but now you know. This is the thing you learn listening to do for a win. So I, I guess they just figured it was a false confession from this crazy guy? I don't know. I mean... He claimed that he went into the boiler room and poured a bunch of gasoline on it and then lit a match. Uh, he was also still being held in two other hotel fires. Apparently people were just like lighting stuff on fire all the time in the inlet. Yeah, I mean, the 60s weren't, like, a great time in American history, I think, for this sort of thing, so it is believable. And also, as we've talked about, not a great time in Atlantic City history, particularly, so. Yeah, we're getting into bad times, which we've talked about a bunch mm -hmm. here in, in the 1960s. Uh, also, this was four days before JFK got assassinated, and I found a Press of Atlantic City article interviewing a guy who was a firefighter at this fire, and he was saying, like, yeah, it would have gotten a bunch of national attention, except that something a little bit bigger. Mm. JFK's assassination happened just a few days later. I mean, would it have really gotten yeah, that much I national attention? I mean, 25 attention? people dying in an arson. It is a lot It's a lot. There were lots of articles about it, which you can see in the bibliography at usdeadlyevents.com. Was it definitely an arson? I think so. Mm. Well... Anyway, let's move on to, I guess, the big news of the episode, which is we went to Atlantic City. One night trip, which it's been mostly two night trips, I think, in the last two years, obviously mm -hmm. with a very long break for COVID. So last episode, we talked about all our plans. We were staying at Harrah's. Would I take the bus? Where were we going to eat? And we were very indecisive, which is not like That's us at all. Shock shocking. Yeah. And so there were some changes. So first of all, where did you actually stay? So I stayed in the beautiful Golden Nugget. You say beautiful facetiously, but the room was very nice. It was actually quite nice. Yeah, I enjoyed my, my Golden Nugget room experience. It was small, but it was like furnished very nicely, I thought, and, and looked very clean and, yep. and nice. You certainly laid on the sofa for a while and seemed to enjoy your experience there. So Yeah, I was quite tired both days. Mm -hmm. I also rented a car for the first time ever. I rented a car and, and drove, and it probably shaved a solid hour off the time that it took to get door-to-door -to, -door to Atlantic City, so that was nice. Mm -hmm. uh, it meant that I could just leave whenever I wanted to. I did not take into account in my value judgment of renting a car versus taking the bus or the train that you'd have to pay like 40 bucks in tolls round trip uh, and also stop at all the toll things uh, <laughs> to, to pay. 
surely Andrea has like a easy pass or something. Should have just taken it with you. Yeah, except she uses it to go to work. So oh, well, couldn't do it. We said how your room was. Obviously, that also changed the plans, though, because we were talking about, you know, eh, you didn't really need to go to Golden Nugget, and you ended up staying at Golden Nugget. What did you pay for your beautiful Golden Nugget room? Like 168 all in. I think it was 129 plus resort fees plus taxes or whatever. Yeah, 129 for a Friday night with, like, no login or anything. No login, yeah. None. Not bad. Not bad at all. So... It must be said, while we're on the topic of tolls, just for people who are like on the fence about going to Atlantic City or not right now, I can't guarantee that this is still the case, but certainly when I went up, the toll plaza to drive over the Susquehanna was out of service or whatever, so don't have to pay that $6. Oh, free money. It is. It's like just getting free play money for taking the bus. It's just a win right off of the bat. I think for me, it's between 20 and $25 usually round trip for tolls. So not yeah. not quite as much as you, but I don't think it was actually forty. It was probably like thirty or in the high twenties. So it's mm. you know it's it was very nice to just be able to drive because one thing very easy to just stop and go pee. Yes, I mean it's not like they don't have bathrooms on the buses, right? The buses, the bathrooms on the buses are horrible. It's very hard <laughs> to pee on a moving bus. Let me tell you. I got home back to Hoboken at about twelve thirty in the morning on Saturday night into Sunday. And there was, like, no parking in Hoboken at all. And I found one spot. It was 0.88 miles away from my apartment. I know because my Apple Watch told me that's how far I walked. And that was very annoying. And I so I didn't anticipate that. And then I had to return the rental car the next day. So I had to walk back to the rental car, go fill it up with gas, and return it. I mean, I knew that that would be annoying, but I sort of thought, whatever. And definitely, like, as I was driving around looking for parking, I was like, mm, I'm never going to rent a car again. This is so frustrating. I should have just taken the bus. But now that I have some hindsight, I see the benefits outweighing the negatives. And the rental car place in Hoboken is small and super convenient. Like, to return the car, you just literally park it in a parking garage and then give them the keys. And you're like, I put the car over there. And they're like, okay. And you leave. So it's, like, not a process at all, which is nice. And the pickup took, like, 10 minutes. So that is good. Highly recommended. I didn't drive around much in Atlantic City. It's not like I just bounced from you, place to place. You drove me to uh, Gilchrist, certainly, but we'll get to that in due time. So once we we got there, oh, I got there before you. You got there before me and went to Back Bay, right? I went straight to Back Bay. Didn't go to Harry's. Yes. Pulled into Back Bay. I actually thought about calling an audible because I had figured I had maybe an hour and a half or two hours before you got there. And swinging by Lucy the Elephant just to see it, but it was totally out of the way. It was like an extra 20 minutes, so I said, screw that. And I pulled up to Back Bay, went in and sat at the bar, and let me tell you, it smelled like low tide at the Back Bay. It smelled real bad in there. Uh, the food was solid enough. The beer I got was really good, some flying fish beer. But <laughs> the smell did not make me want to eat a lot of food. <laughs> so I don't know if it always smells like that in there, but it, it was bad. Because it smelled totally fine at Gilchrist, which is literally 10 feet away. Yeah, although Dave and I did both say, like, the whole drive down 30, or out Route 30 to AC, smelled really funky. So I don't know what's up with that. I don't remember that ever happening before. You were taking the AC Expressway, the beautiful, unstinky AC Expressway. So I don't know. I mean, why would Dave drive down Route 30? That's got to be the worst way for him to come in. If you're going to Harris, I think that's the way it says to go. You can get off at exit 6 on the expressway or whatever, yes. I've taken that, that back road or exit 5 off the expressway yeah. to, into the marina, yeah. You could do that. Uh, sure. But when I was All leaving, right. same thing. When I was leaving at 11.30 at night or whatever it was, no, 9.30 at night, same thing. Smelled terrible on Route 30, mm. so I don't know. Don't know what to tell you. 
So, so as somebody who's a back bay alehouse regular, will have to tell us if it always smells like that there. <laughs> and then I hopped in the car and went to Harrah's. I got there. I had maybe I don't know half an hour, forty five minutes to kill before you. I got there. Yeah. There. So, I yeah I I left at about eleven. I got to AC. I think it was just about three when I got there. You know, I had to do a Wawa stop and I drove slow. To. Yeah, yeah, you have to. There's no no doubt about it. Got to get a pretzel. Two pretzels. Uh, two pretzels. One for now. One for later. Which the one for later ended up being key, I think. In keeping you from being totally hungover. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. So I parked at Golden Nugget. Actually, I have to say, like, this is my second interaction with the same valet guy there. Because, I don't know, I think I've mentioned it in past episodes. I have an EV and Golden Nugget has an EV charger. But you have to kind of talk to the valet to get into the area where the EV charger is. You got to grease some palms. You uh, slip actually, that guy a fiver and be like, hey, plug my car in. I did not. No, he just, they like opened the gate for you and you just go back there and handle it yourself. And then he keyed your car. Yeah, probably. That's fine though. It's already pretty beat up. <laughs> I have to say the valet guys, especially that one guy is always just like the nicest human being imaginable at Gold Nugget. But anyway, plugged my car in, checked in at the Gold Nugget, tossed my stuff in the room, walked to Harrah's, uh, which you said, I think you've never made that walk before, but you can confirm you know, I say every walk is short, but that is a legitimately short walk, right? Yes, as you texted to Dave, our friend Dave, not Kyle short, actually short. And I agree with yeah. that. It's pretty short. All right. So anyway, then I walked over to Harrah's, checked in again at Harrah's. And by that, I mean, of course, you checked in. Yeah, I waited for you to check in because I... Indeed. Just out of solidarity. Yeah, you, you did that. I think we played uh, at Harrah's. You may have been playing some crappy slots for a while. I think I played a bunch of video poker and then played uh, the... The famous Harrah's $25 squeeze game of Baccarat and got absolutely slaughtered at it, as one does. You know, the nice thing about the squeeze game at Harrah's is that not only do you get the joy of losing all your money very quickly, but then you also get to take more money out after that to pay off your commissions because they take it at the end. So. <laughs> oh, that sucks. <laughs> so the, I was playing the whatever it is, 98.9% double-double bonus Mm -hmm. at the world series of poker branded video poker machines and very early in the trip probably within i don't know a few hours of each other i hit two four of a kinds two four aces which are each 200 dollars payouts mm -hmm. uh so i was up like 300 bucks or something i wasn't up 400 because you know i'm losing the whole rest of the time you're only getting one time right. your bet for two pair two pair which sucks it's exciting because it makes four of a kinds exciting. It makes any time you have three aces super exciting. Did that, went and played, you know, crappy slots, played Heidi, which Heidi t has always killed me recently. And I think I still somehow was down at Heidi on the trip. Uh, I had a hundred dollar bonus on Heidi. So I was, I was doing really well. And I was like, this trip's going great. There's no way I'm going to end up down. Uh, I won't spoil it for you, but <laughs> the rest of the trip did not keep going in that direction. So I, I think. That was probably what about it before dinner, right? Or did we do anything else? I think we just bounced around and gambled. We wandered around looking at what the dinner options were for a while. Indeed. <laughs> and, and, you know, since it was with Craig, it was probably a bit more than a while. Yeah, it didn't help that I ate a big lunch at Back Bay at one. Yeah, and I was starving because I had a pretzel or whatever at one, and that's not really that big of a lunch. So we tried to pick between Rum Point Crab House, Martirano's. And the sushi place. Oshi, the sushi place, is literally like six tables in a tiny nook over yeah. by the pool. Yeah, not with the rest of the, the dining on the second floor. Yeah, so I think we would have picked Oshi if it looked a little more substantial. Mm -hmm. 
but we ended up at Rum Point, and I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. My my food was quite greasy, I think, which is also what I think you said that Yelp said. I ordered deep fried food baskets, so that's exactly what I expected and wanted. So it was no problem. You got some crab legs, right? Yeah, the crab legs were good. Our crab dip was was very good, I think. Agreed. I got a rum runner. That was very, very tasty. The biscuits were bad. Don't get the biscuits. Yes. Yeah, I was steered wrong by Yelp. They said the biscuits were good. Yeah, let me tell you, does not light a candle to the Red Lobster biscuits. Do not get the biscuits. Yeah, uh, but it was very good. It was a good use, I think, of the celebration dinner. I'm not sure how I would have felt about it if I just went and paid for everything out of pocket, although I didn't find it to be particularly expensive. No, it wasn't terribly expensive. Like, I think it was 125 I think, and then plus it. So... Yeah, not not bad at all. We after that we just did the walk over to Golden, Golden Nugget, Nugget, right? Yep. Extremely full and walked it off. That's right. I think we uh played a little bit of VP at first for for a little while and then I think we went up and just both laid in my room for <laughs> like an hour recovering because yeah. I at least was extremely tired because I had got a terrible night of sleep before. Yeah, we were waiting for our friend Dave to so arrive. Wait, so we waiting for Dave we'd... to get closer. And then we ended up going back downstairs and uh, played some Pi Gal Poker, $15. Yeah, and the the waitress we had was excellent, by the way. She super was very fast. Good. Super ripped for like a, <laughs> a 60 or 70 year old woman. But... <laughs> yeah, so she, at one point, she was going off shift. Like she, she was done. Yeah. And our friend Dave had gotten there and he asked for something, I forget what, a whiskey, whiskey sour. sour. Yeah. And she was like, oh, sorry, I can't take the order. I'm just about to go off shift. And then, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes later, a yeah. different waitress came with a whiskey sour. It was incredible. And was like, oh, the previous waitress told me that you that you wanted this. And then, of course, I also got a scotch from, it was the new waitress, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you. Johnny Walker Black, right? Yeah, Johnny, I think it was Johnny Walker Black. That sounds right. It was one of the cups that we used to get beer in at Showboat, basically, like that size, like, you know, whatever, an eight or 10 ounce cup, like a kind of small cup, but full to the brim, like the very tippy top of just scotch and a couple ice cubes. Yeah, I would guess it was like five ounces of scotch. I think it was more than that. I don't know, because I, I bet that cup's only six ounces. No, I, I don't think so. Maybe it's eight. Yeah, I think it's like six shots or something at least were in there. It was a lot of scotch. It was a lot. It was basically just a <laughs> bottle of scotch. Yeah, it was It was a lot. Um, so we played some Pygo Poker. Yep. I was very even on Pygo Poker. I was up, you were up a yeah. decent bit. Yeah, I was up like $100, maybe 150 I think it was 150 It was good to get back and play Pygo Poker. $15 Pygo table, by the way, which is crazy cheap the way it was incredible. Right now. Yep. Which is great. There was the famous moment where Dave had a nine through ace straight, and you told him to set it ace through ten, and then nine as his high or his low. <laughs> yeah, instead of the low, not the right way straight. to set, yes, set, yeah, no. set that hand. Terrible. Sorry, sorry, Dave. Uh, so he pushed instead of winning. Yeah. Whoops. Cost Dave fifteen dollars. Yep. So anyway, when we were done with Pike Out Poker, and I was you know good and lubricated or whatever from the scotch, we went to a craps table that was empty, which is my favorite kind of craps table. And so I, I will give you the blow by blow of what happened. <laughs> so I, I rolled first and set the point and then immediate seven out on the next roll. So Dave rolled next, set a point, immediate seven out. And then Craig rolled next, set a point, immediate seven out. And then so I'd lost my my buy in, which was like four hundred dollars there. Didn't I make one point? No. Did I, maybe I made a point the second time. Maybe around. after I left. Maybe. Yeah. This, yeah. The second time you left, I yeah. think uh, it went around. So, yeah. You know, because I 
pass line max odds, which are five times. So that's $90 odds. Plus I'd always place the six and the eight. So it was well over a hundred dollars. I was losing every single roll pretty much. Yeah. You at least rolled some sevens and elevens. Yeah. I, I did something and I rolled a few craps too, yeah. which, you know, to, to counter the sevens and elevens. So it was about <laughs> even before setting a point yeah. immediately. I think we were up so, like one unit. Yeah. Between after three rolls, I was down $400 and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to buy in another hundred. I'll do one more roll. Set a point. I mean, it's seven out. And I was just like, all right, this, this was the dumbest use of $500 of my life. I mean, I, I would say I was literally at the table for like three minutes. It was extremely, extremely short. Dave and I stayed a little longer. So then I think once you were out, Dave set a point and made a point and then sevened out on his next point. Uh-huh. And I think I also made a point and then sevened out. So it was rough. And the dealers were like, it's been like this all night. That's why. That's why the table is empty. Yeah. And so just this is a Chris Crafts table at the Nugget. It was bad. As we were finishing up, other people came and they were still there like an hour later when Dave and I left the Golden Nugget. Mm. So maybe it heated up. Maybe it got a little better for everyone else. Yeah. Uh, someone, an older patron told me to take my mask off. So that, you know, that happens. Oh, that's good. That's good. I like that. There were about zero masks being worn at In Atlantic City. And, yeah. uh, well, yeah. I, well, I was at Borgata later and there were a lot of masks being worn at Borgata. Oh, really? I mean, there's mm-hmm. no mandate. I'm not judging anyone who, who doesn't want to wear a mask. It's totally personal preference, but yeah, I wore a mask most of the time and yeah, got I, shamed I think for it. Did. I got mask shamed <laughs> by an older gentleman who, yeah. you know, maybe it's bad luck at the craft table to wear masks. Maybe that's just what it is. So anyway, we, uh, went to video poker after that me a bit earlier than you and dave played that for what about another hour i'd guess and then you guys left and i went to sleep so how how did you feel about your golden nugget casino experience i thought it was really good honestly you know the service was very good my room was very nice it was quite dead in there i should say it was pretty dead, though it must be said there was like way more like young people than i would have expected right yeah, like every once in a while, just like a very young couple would walk by. Yeah. And I'm assuming they were going to the club because they, mm-hmm. I don't think they were hanging and gambling uh, because we did not see them gambling, but, and there were just not that many people in the whole casino gambling. I sort of like how small Golden Nugget feels. It is very small. I wish it had a few more people in it. Like it just felt very empty. But I, I was thinking a lot of what I like about the Golden Nugget casino floor, I like a little better about resorts. Like, I feel similarly, but I feel like Resorts is just a little better. Although I will say Resorts is, like, quite bright. And Yeah, I like, I like Golden Nugget because it's fairly dark. Maybe a bit more, like, like Ocean is kind of dark, I yeah. think, on the casino floor. Like, I like that better. Like, Resorts, I think, is, like, pretty bright. And, like, Hard Rock, I think, is, like, the brightest casino floor, which is why I don't like it. So Yeah, it's Hard, hard Rock is the brightest casino floor I've ever seen in my life. Like, maybe, like, Link mm-hmm. in Vegas, which I haven't been to in years, but... I remember when it first became the link, it was very, very bright in there, and I thought it was weird, and it felt like an airport hangar. But Gold Nugget is, is quite dark, I think. Yes, I think Golden it's probably the, dark. the darkest casino in Atlantic City, I'd, I'd guess. Yeah, but I remember a f- years ago, I haven't been to Golden Nugget since 2017, and there were a couple of trips where I was just stopping there on the way out because there was free parking, it's sort of on the way out, and mm-hmm. it was like a nice way to spend an hour before I hit the road. So I guess they were, these were trips that I was driving because obviously yep. can't take the bus from Golden Nugget. But I could see myself doing that again. Like it is a nice place to go and just like pop in and, and play a little bit. Yeah, it was pleasant. You know, like I said, the room was nice. The service was across the board. Very good. And no complaints. I enjoyed the casino. I'm interested to see if we get any kind of offers. Yeah, I put in, I put like four or 500 tier points or whatever at Golden oh, Nugget. So okay. 
I'll be curious to see. I checked yesterday, and it still was like I have not no offers whatsoever. So I assume they just didn't generate my offers for like the next month or whenever they they end up doing it. So. Yeah, I think most casinos it takes a little while for it to go through. Mm-hmm. It's not like Caesars, where forty eight hours later your your comps yeah, are updated. Yeah. But no, oh, no, my comps are quite. They expanded quite a bit at Caesars after this trip. So oh, really? Yes. Uh, we can talk about that later too. Sure. So you went back to, to Harris. Let me, one oh. last thought about Golden Nugget. Sure. You know, we, we lost a lot of money at Golden Nugget, or at least I did. I, yes, I think you did as, too. As did I. Uh, at the craps table, but, you know, our ADT or whatever, our theoretical loss for that craps session was like four bucks probably. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't know how much that's impacting my 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 uh, offers, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll I'm, see if I yeah I'm sure for me it's extremely low because, like I said, a lot of my loss is $90 and odds or whatever that I lost immediately that actually doesn't even count towards yeah. adt at most places so yeah so i didn't play that much else there so i don't know i mean we had a while on the the Pygo poker set table but it's 15 bucks probably doesn't get rated very highly mm-hmm. the only thing i'm hoping is that golden nuggets fairly generous <laughs> yeah compliments. i like the room a lot i would definitely stay there if i had compliments. no the, the room was nice and like i said i i checked and i had a, a bit over 400 tier points or whatever so uh what about the wet dog smell did you have an update on the wet dog smell so when I was walking by the uh, the dealer aquarium, I was like, huh, there's no wet dog smell down here anymore. Like, this is, they must have fixed something. But I was in a mask, and then I just pulled my mask down just to confirm, and uh, there was, like, some wet dog smell. So it's still there, but, you know, if you have a mask on, you can't really tell. Yeah, that works out. Yeah. That was my problem at Back Bay, maybe. Maybe, yeah. I had to take my mask off to eat. So then Dave and I went back to Hera's late night in the misty, gross weather didn't take a cab, just walked it. Because, you know, it's a short walk, but except it was midnight. Mm-hmm. It's not the nicest walk at midnight, and it didn't feel like the safest thing we possibly could have done, or, except for two dudes. I don't know. It was probably fine. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do it, like, drunk. If I was like re- if I had that gallon of scotch that you had, yeah, I probably would have been like, no, it's fine. I would have felt way better about the and walk. And I was, I was drunk, because I did have a gallon of scotch. <laughs> I, I don't highly recommend the walk at, at 11.30 or midnight. <laughs> Well, you said there's, like, kind of homeless people, like, over the railing towards the beach, right? There was, yeah. There was one person who, I don't, he didn't even look homeless, but he was oh. just over there doing something. Being homeless. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, most things you would do, you would do in your own home if you were not homeless. That's a good point. Maybe he just had to pop out from the Golden Nugget, do some just meth. Just had to get his yeah, drug fix in while gambling. You can't do that at Harris. That's go, true. Fair enough. Go out to the little bay, the little bay beach there. Uh, so we went back. Threw my jacket in my room, went down and met listener Justin W. at those same World Series of Poker, video poker machines. Sat there with Dave and Justin and Justin's dad. Played for a little bit before they went up to bed, they being Justin and his dad, because they had just flown in and wanted to get some sleep. And then Dave and I wandered around until way, way too late. Uh, At one point, I was like, I want to get, I want to go sit at a video poker bar. So I go sit down at a video poker bar, order an old-fashioned start to put money in and I see it's a dollar denomination and no lower for eight, five jacks or better. And I was like, do I really want to lose a hundred bucks for this old fashioned? And decided I did not. So I was like, I'm just going to pay. I'm just going to pay for this drink in cash. How much is it? And he's like, let me check. And he comes back and he's like 1865. So it was a decent old fashioned, but it was not an $18 and 65 cent old fashioned. So I don't know, at, this was at X Bar, and I don't know if mm. they had. You should have just gone, walked over to the uh, the bar with no name. Probably would have been better. I know, yes, I should have, but I was expecting to play, and I had already ordered. So mistakes were made there. Mm. Should have just gone to the lobby bar, or even to the other video poker bar at Eden Lounge, except that's more out of the way. 
So I, I think there are probably 25 cent machines at X-Bar, but they were just taken and I didn't see them. So we, where we ended up going instead was stadium gaming. And we were sitting there playing stadium gaming, which does not give you any reward or tier credits, stadium gaming. Good. Love, love to hear it. And we were playing bubble craps. We were playing, I don't even remember, blackjack. After I lost like $40, I decided this is not that fun. We should go do other stuff. And we just bounced around to some crappy slots, lost more money. And then at like 2.30, decided it was finally time to go up to bed. I went over to the Taza. The line was crazy long. So I had to hit some people with chairs uh, and have a huge fight that got recorded and put on the internet. That was actually the night before us. The night before we got there, there was a huge fight at the Taza, in case you haven't seen it on the internet. Uh, so I didn't even get anything. I didn't get any, no gelato. Oh, the gelato was gone was the other thing. They had gotten, they'd taken the gelato away because, you know, nobody wants gelato at nighttime in the middle of the night. That would be crazy. It was all like muffins and stuff. What are you supposed to throw up in your room if it's not gelato? So I just I decided it was definitely not worth worth waiting in the line for no gelato. <laughs> and getting into like hitting the head with a chair. Yeah. So I just went back up to the room, didn't eat anything, was sad, went to mm. bed. Let me tell you, I had the, my whole other pretzel when I went up to the room, and I think that was a key play because I felt I didn't feel good the next day, but I felt like okay, and given the amount that I drank, which was pretty substantial even before that scotch. Like, I should have been much worse off. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, but yeah. I mean, we did pour the scotch into other cups a little bit. But a little bit. Yeah, you had a few sips, and then Dave took some <laughs> for his, his whiskey sours. So. That was but not whiskey enough for him. I do have to say, you were surprisingly restrained, because, like, I was, like, way outpacing you with the beer, even, before that, which is... Well, I knew, so I knew I was going to be in, in AC for a while the next day, and I didn't want to just be miserable the whole day hungover, so I was like, okay, I'm not going to go nuts. I also had it in my head that I should go to bed, like, you know, a decent time, because we were talking about going to Gilchrist the next day, and I did not do that. I think I finally fell asleep around 3 a.m. and woke mm -hmm. up at 7 to go to Gilchrist. So, so not a lot of sleep was had. Uh, so then we did go to Gilchrist, and we went fairly early, right, because Dave... Uh, me, me and Dave played a little bit of craps at Harris first while you were... Yeah. How'd that go? We lost our, our buy-in. We both bought in $100 together, and then I played the $200 or whatever. But we had some good rolls. We were down and then, like, up for a little bit and then lost it all. But The moral of the story is gambling is bad, and you should <laughs> not do it. Yes. So we went to Gilchrist. We housed a bunch of pancakes. Oh, we were delicious. in and out in, like, 12 minutes yeah. because that's what happens at Gilchrist. That's right. This was the gardener's base in Gilchrist. They have a little tarp with some heaters, so it was, you know, we were sort of on the patio porch thing. Right. Further out on the dock, there was another tarp, but there didn't look like there were heaters out there, so that would have been a, a foolish play. Uh, and there was not many people at Gilchrist, so we didn't have to wait to sit, and it was great. Nope. And it was also it was way earlier than anybody's getting to Gilchrist, you know, 8 in the morning. That's not when people are eating there. And I have to say, I don't know if you heard this, but at the next table over, it was someone's first time at Gilchrist, and they're like, I should get the omelet. And the waitress is like, get the pancakes. Yeah, you have to get the Which pancakes. is the best advice that that man's probably ever been given, whether he knows it or not. Gilchrist, good as always. Great. Fast as always. Yep. Then we went back to Harrah's, played a little bit. Did we? We didn't play at any tables, did we? Well, f before that, I personally, and I don't know what you were doing then, but I laid in my room for like an hour plus, just kind of recovering, because like I started to feel like worse after eating somehow. Yeah, that happens to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah, eventually I, I showered and I checked out and, and went back to Harrah's. And then, yeah, we played, uh, yeah, just a bit of video poker, right? I don't think we did anything else there. Yeah, I'm not sure I sat at a single table at Harris. The only table game I sat at there was the squeeze game the day before, I think. Yeah, I didn't play any tables at Harris, except for, you know, stadium gaming. 
Mm-hmm. So while you were in the room, I was playing video poker where I got my four Won aces. Won my card. <laughs> yes. Uh, and just lost, just lost, 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 lost. So that sucked. Mm-hmm. And was getting updates about Leeds United <laughs> blowing a lead to Chelsea. Yes. Also just losing. Giving up yeah. a penalty in the 95th minute. Losing. Much like you were. Yes. So there's just losing all around. It was terrible. Not as bad as Leeds United losing on Tuesday, but we won't talk about that. And then, yeah, then you went home, right? Around 1-ish? 12-ish? 12.30? It was like 1, I think. So on my way home, I had to stop at the Costco in Delaware. I don't know if you know that I did this, but got a bunch of beer because it is not like the communist Maryland Costco's <laughs> where they're not allowed to sell alcohol. So normally I have to go to the Northeast DC Costco for that, but, you know, swung right by the Delaware one. It was crazy crowded. Did I not can only imagine. It, but, yeah, it was bad. Got home at like 6. It was good. My desire to avoid crowds is much stronger than my desire for Costco alcohol. Oh, uh, I like some Costco. With, with no sales tax. Yeah. See, when you left, I went straight to the Borgata. I uh, walked around a lot by myself, played some of the 9-6 jacks are better, the full page jacks are better, that has been moved. It used to be over by the casino cage. It is now over by Angeline. And the best way that I can describe it is that it is Borgata's version of the Caesars dead zone underneath the escalators, underneath the lobby. It feels so dead over there and it's a smoking section and it's just awful. And so that's a big downer on the full pay video poker at the Borgata. It made me sad to play there because Borgata is so nice. You want to be in a place where you feel like it's nice and it does not feel nice there at all. But still, you know, nine, six, the allure of nine, six, I stayed and played for a while. And then I met Justin W. again at M4 Lounge. And so I did end up going to M4 Lounge. I have to say, M4 Lounge is legit. I got a Manhattan. It was one of the best Manhattans I've ever had. The food was extremely good. Got some prime rib. It was excellent. It was extremely well cooked. Hung out there for, I don't know, an hour and a half or so with Justin W., Justin W.'s dad, Neil, who we've met before at the very first Do For A Win meetup at the Mm -hmm. Wild Wild West and Neil's friends too. Uh, and just chatted about AC and gambling. It was a good time. Um, and then everybody else left. I went back up and tried to figure out what the heck to do at Borgata because I still had probably an hour before I could even go into the show that I had tickets for at 7 o'clock. And just ended up back at Video Poker. Lost more money. Oh, and then I did play a really stupid old slot called Stinking Rich. It was excellent. Highly recommended. It's everywhere. It's at every casino. It's very, very old. The screens are like dimming because they're so old. They're like getting fuzzy. Uh, but it was, that was a fun, stupid slot. Quickly won 20 bucks and then decided, okay, I'm at an even number down. I'm going to take this as my terrible loss considering that I had $500 in big video poker and slot wins <laughs> and still ended up down and go to the show. And so then I went to the Sal Volcano show, the comedy show. It's funny because, oh, so that's the other plan that changed. I booked. After our last episode, you know, I would have thought I was going to leave at, I don't know, 4 or 5 p.m. There was one ticket left to this comedy show at Borgata, and I snatched it up. I was definitely very tired before the show, so I was a little bit like, ooh, do I just want to, like, eat this 60 bucks and, and go home and not go to the show? But I decided I'd power through. It was an extremely funny show. Uh, I don't even watch Impractical Jokers. I've seen, like, a handful of episodes. Salvacano is on Impractical Jokers. Uh, but his standup is, is very, very funny. And so I had seen him like open for someone else and thought he was funny and figured I might as well just do it. It was packed. There were so many people at this show. Well, you said you bought the last ticket, right? I did buy the last ticket. 
obviously, you know, a lot of tickets are comped, so it wasn't there were empty seats in the very back row behind me. I was in like the third to last row. Uh, but it was very, very full. And I, I knew that Impractical Jokers had like a big fan base for something that's on true TV, but it was a, such a weird group because it was like teenagers and 70 year olds and then people who were like nerds, which I say lovingly and also like punks and just like all over, just all over the spectrum of like everything at this Impractical Jokers show. Or not Impractical, sorry, not Impractical Jokers. At this comedy show. A lot of people in Impractical Jokers t-shirts. Uh, and then, oh man, when that show ended though, there's so many people crowding out and none of these people go to the casino. Like it was pretty clear that these people were just here for the show and then they went straight to the parking garage, which is also where I wanted to go, and stopped at the world's tiniest Starbucks on the way out. So if you know the Starbucks at the Borgata, it's not it's that small so of a small. Starbucks. It's small when there are 50 people waiting in line. That's true. Yeah, and it took, that took a long time, but I needed coffee because I was going to pass out on the road if I didn't have a, a Grande Starbucks. I mean, you could have, you know, driven for 10 minutes to a different yes. Starbucks or Dunkin' and then gotten a coffee. But As soon as I left, I drove by the Atlantic service area, and I was like, why didn't I just go here? This yeah. is so stupid. <laughs> that was dumb, but I did wait. And then got out of there pretty quick. Like, got out of the garage pretty quick. Oh, that was the, that was the reason I waited, because I was worried that if I just went to the garage, I'd be sitting in the garage behind all these people trying to get out of the garage. And then by the time I actually did get to my car, I just went right out. Which maybe I would have in the first place, but oh well. Probably. No regrets. Uh, drank my Grande Venti, whatever, Grande Pike on the way home. Walked in the door to my apartment at 12.45 a.m. And was just wired as shit. Because I drank a huge <laughs> coffee starting at 9.30 at night. <laughs> Perfect. So then I, you know, drank a beer and went to bed at 2 in the morning. Which I was so tired. I was so, so tired the next day because I got four hours of sleep the day before. When I talked to you on Sunday, you were just seemed like a mess. I was hurting on Sunday. I was hurting real bad on Sunday. Um, and of course, you know, I've left my wife with the kids for two nights. I need to deal with them the next day. So I like woke up with them, took my kid to a sports class. Man, I was in bad shape. Like during the day, I was after I returned the rental car, I was like walking back to the, where I needed to go to pick up my son. And I was just like, I, I don't know when I'm going to go to Atlantic City again because this is rough. Like I'm... I've burnt the candles at both ends, like 100%. Just not enough sleep. To, it's so, so much going on in that 36-hour trip or whatever mm. it was. And, man, I was like, I, I don't know what I want to do this again. That was your own fault, right? Like, I was a mess Friday because I didn't get any sleep Thursday night for a bunch of reasons. Like, the you know, the first day we were there. But then I, I felt totally fine Saturday and Sunday. So it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, it does for you because I know you always get garbage sleep in Atlantic City, but... Yeah, I I, th I would have gone to bed earlier if Dave hadn't arrived at 9 p.m. Yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. You know, if he's only getting 12 hours in AC, you got to stay up, man. I met him the next morning, man. Come on. And here's, here's the other thing, and I don't mean that to insult him, because here's the thing that I always think anytime I have a gambling trip. I always end up laying in bed trying to get more sleep. I never get home from a trip, and a week later I'm like, I wish I slept more on that trip. I'm always yeah, like, yeah, why yeah. didn't I just get out of bed and go do something fun for those two hours instead of wasting it? So I didn't waste my time in bed. I was only in bed for four hours this trip. Yeah. <laughs> so Good I for you, no Greg. Uh, I, I don't have any major regrets about staying up late. Like, I'm, you know, I'm fine. I'm still tired. Like, I haven't really recovered. But I wish, I guess I wish I didn't have a beer and stay up until 2.30 the next night when I got home and then go play a hockey game and go to bed at 1 in the morning the next night. <laughs> <laughs> there hasn't been much sleeping in this house, I have to say. But what do you? What, what were your general thoughts on the trip? I thought it was a very good trip. I think it's one of my favorite trips we've had in uh, a little while. I think our last two trips have actually been good. But I, I had a great time. I'm glad we finally did the the white whale of a marina trip, and 
got that out of our system and I enjoyed my my golden nugget experience. I have to say way more than I thought I would. Like, you know, when I booked that room, I thought it was just going to be terrible and and it'd be something we could joke about and, you know, it'd be good content for the podcast, but it was just generally okay and nice and just a good time. I don't know if it was just nice because I had low expectations. I don't think it I think it was legitimately nice. Yeah. The Harris room, we were in Bayview Tower at Harris. It was fine, but in the bathroom, if you're really like laying in bed and looking around or sitting on the toilet and looking around, which you know I do, <laughs> you start to see like the wallpapers peeling, uh-huh. the, oh, the floor in the shower was disgusting, like in a way that can't really be cleaned easily. Like they just need to rip out the floor in the shower. Mm. So like it's definitely as recently renovated as, as it is, it's not as clean and maintained as it should be, which I feel like I'm just complaining about every hotel about that. But. Right. I mean, the Golden Nugget room, I think, was actually genuinely nice. Like, I, yeah. I, I told you the one thing was, like, I thought the shower probably could have been cleaned a little bit better. But, yeah, like you said, it's hard sometimes to clean showers if they have, like, you know, so many uses or whatever. Like, you're not really going to be able to clean it. But yeah. I mean, the Harris room was, was mostly nice, but, yeah, just yeah. little things. And I, I think the Golden Nugget room was very nice, too. Now that you we've done a marina trip, which we haven't done in a very, very long time, mm-hmm. are you more likely to do more marina trips coming up or do you feel like i've gotten that out of my system let's go back to the boardwalk probably more likely to do one than before like certainly i think my next trip will be a boardwalk trip but um yeah more likely i think yeah i agree i've so i'm always in my head so focused on boardwalk that i i barely even consider the marina as an option and part of that's that i don't get comps at the marina Mm. but especially with the car rental it didn't feel difficult to get around at all ubers lifts cabs are all cheap the maximum cab fare is 13 bucks, so you can get anywhere for in AC for 13 bucks. Mm-hmm. I don't feel the need, especially off-season, to be on the boardwalk as much as I did before, because I saw how much there was to do in the marina, especially if you're willing to bounce from Harris to Golden Nugget to Borgata, which mm-hmm. I did, and I'm happy that I got to all three casinos. I don't think Borgata's going to be happy with my play and then going to M4 Lounge, but they already don't give me anything, so who cares? Yeah. Which I have to say from, you know, last couple episodes, my comps are absolutely awful at Borgata now, so I'm not sure exactly what caused that when they were pretty good before. Not great. Just the worst. Did any other weird stuff happen? Did I, I don't know. No, I, I think feel like I pretty much stuff. covered it. I mean, I already closed my private document because I covered everything that I wanted <laughs> to on it, so. Yeah, I mean, I, my only note was like, man, I was so burnt out on Sunday that it just really was like, wow, I don't know how many how many of these trips I can do in a year. Uh, but the two night, it's funny, the two night trip is so different. You get home from a two night trip. It's like, you've had two nights. You didn't mm. like, I don't stay up as late when I have a two night trip. Cause I don't feel as much need to pack everything in. But it was different. Like you said, because Dave got in at nine or 10 or whatever and was leaving at eight the next morning. So it would have been a little bit rude, I think for, for both of us to go to sleep at 11. Right. So instead I, I was able to go to sleep at 11, eh, like midnight probably. But yeah, I mean, we say that, but I know myself, and I would have stayed up very late. In a one-night trip, I definitely would have stayed up late. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, I would have slept later, although I would have tried to sleep later. I would have laid in bed later the next day, but... Traditionally, and this is probably dragging on a little bit, like, I've always been the one, like, in Vegas or in Atlantic City, that's gone to bed at, like, 6 a.m. or 8 a.m. or 10 a.m. or whatever. And I think it's been to my benefit. I've kind of stopped that more recently and like have been going to bed not when i usually go to bed here at home but you know maybe midnight or or one or something like that and i think it's been to the benefit of my ac trips i would say vegas trips but i haven't been in like eight years so 
I do think something I need to do is stop gambling right up until I go up to the room. This overstimulation of like sitting at a slot machine, all that stuff's meant to keep you awake. Mm. And I think it makes it harder for me to then fall asleep when I get mm. back to the room and then I get worse sleep. So if I, I would be better off going and getting a gelato and sitting at a table or, you know, going and getting a drink at the lobby bar or something and then going up to the room. But I'm never actually going to do that. I'll never remember that I, that I should do that. Yeah. But I, I remember the last Vegas trip, I was going to bed late every night, sleeping as late as I could, which was probably like, you know, only getting five hours of sleep at night. Then the last day, I literally could not stay awake. Like, I just couldn't keep my eyes open. I was so, so tired. And so looking back on that trip, I'm just like, oh, man, I wish I had just done it a little better so that I didn't feel so, so burnt out on the last day. And that's sort of how I felt on Sunday after this trip. <laughs> yes. It's just like, oh, I, I, need, I needed to just tweak it slightly so that I don't feel so crappy. But So can I, can I pitch you an idea, Craig? Let's hear it. My, my idea is, like, do you want to save all the discussion for, like, what's coming up next for us until whenever our next episode is? Because I suspect it's going to be a very late content episode. And I was going to say maybe we could even record next week because I know between Christmas and New Year's, you're not really going to be around. Uh, I mean, I'll be back Thursday, Friday between Christmas and New Year's. I don't – my schedule next week is probably pretty rough, but we can see. Mm. Well – But we can talk about future trips and stuff yeah. next episode. I think that sounds that sounds good. So – is there anything else you want to talk about in this trip? Uh, no, just that I've got my updated comps from Caesars and they love me again. Yeah, the, me too. Seven nights a week all the way through January and February. Yep. That's... Everywhere but Caesars. No, no Same with Caesars. Me. Same with yeah, me. So. Because there were some, actually many nights, you know, when we were going into this trip that I did not get Saturday night comps, especially, but even sometimes Friday night comps um at any of the properties but yeah other than caesars i get seven night a week comps now as well so yeah so that'll be helpful for us for future trips because now i will be able to just book and not be like a companion on a room or some other situation somehow sleeping in a room that you may or may not have you know paying for it just paying for it obviously just paying the rack rate put your name on on that's true caesars i think it's allowed yeah totally fine Hmm? and i was in that room yeah, the whole time. For like five minutes. Half the night oh. at Golden Nugget, half <laughs> the night at Harris. As one does. Why else are we going to Atlantic City? That's true. I mean, you did yeah. play. It's not like they care. <laughs> no. Anyway, if you guys want to reach out to us or any of our list- other listeners, you can do so at our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Find all of our great content and buy a shirt at do for a win.com. Uh, reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for a win or me at Kyle Askin and send Craig some questions to do for a win at gmail.com. And maybe we'll even read them on air. How is the email, the inbox going, Craig? We have not gotten much except we got a short order. Oh, really? We did. All right. Send it over. I'll send it once the person pays. Uh, good point. Cool. Well, anyway, thank you all very, very much for listening. Like we said, no Boardwalk Empire this time, but we'll get back to it next time. And uh, I hope all of you have a wonderful holidays, and we'll hopefully talk to you soon. The problem with TROP is that it's down on an island at this point. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. all on an island. It's Atlantic City. Uh, But... I don't know why I'm still talking like it's the episode. <laughs> we'll save all this shit for next time. Yeah, save it for next time. We'll talk we'll talk about your upcoming trip next time, I think.